1: Recorded
2: live. Recorded We thank you, we thank you, we thank you everyone for listening to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on P.O.E.T. Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. We are already live on Facebook Live. Uh, let me go ahead and bring my brother, the messenger, on. And again, guys, we are on Facebook Live. So if you are on Facebook and you have a live feed, then you can go on Facebook Live with us and be with us on Facebook Live so that the others can see the video and share the video. Peace, family. Um, you can greet me in the comment section if you're out there. Hey, what's up? Just say hey to me so that I know that you're out there. I want to say what's up, peace and blessings to everybody. Uh, we're going to have a phenomenal, phenomenal show. It is part two. Part two of Life, Death, and the Resurrection. We're going to show you some things in this Bible today that many of you all probably didn't know was there or heard about, but maybe you didn't know where to find it at, we're going to pull out all the stops today on tonight's show. We're going to pull out all the stops on tonight's show, brothers and sisters. We're not going to leave one stone unturned. We're not going to leave one stone unturned. So share this video right now. If you ever wondered about what happens to people after they die, we're definitely going to deal with it um, on tonight's show tonight. Let me see if I can get just a little bit of air up in here. Just a little bit of air up in here because these lights make it so hot up in here. Let me see if I can get a little bit of air. There we go. Ah, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Let's see. If we can get a little bit of air, a little bit of air up in
1: here. All right.
2: There we go. I think we got some air. All right. Sister Kylie says she's waiting to be fed, and uh, we are waiting to feed you also as well, sister. So um, let me go ahead and bring on our brother, the messenger, our reader for this evening, and let me go ahead and bring him on right now. We're talking about life, death, and the resurrection on tonight's show. Life, death, and the resurrection on tonight's show. Part one was just explosive, brothers and sisters. You got to go back and check out part one if you did not see part one. You got to go back and check it out. Let's see. My talk shoe. We're going to go ahead and unmute the messenger right now, our reader. We're going to go ahead and unmute the messenger, our reader and let me bring him on right now the messenger are you there my brother hi nice. yes sir okay all right got you let me see if i can turn the volume up on my phone okay and say something again my brother. make sure we got you loud and clear
3: this is your boy the messenger everybody ready
2: everybody is ready my brother i'm going to put my phone on airplane mode so can't nobody call me while i'm recording this is also being recorded for YouTube, also as well. So, brothers and sisters, I'm excited about tonight's show. We have a whole thing of scriptures that we're going to share with you tonight on tonight's show. So, let me go ahead and pull out these scriptures. Brother Messenger, you could go ahead and open up with a prayer, and then we'll go ahead and start our show.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Bow heads and humble hearts. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Your word said, where well, there's two or more gathered in your name, there you are in the midst. So we want to thank you for your presence. Father God, right now we ask that you remove us, Father God, from the equation. Father God, allow your word, Father God, to speak for itself, Father God. Allow us to be able to deliver and show the people through scripture what your word says, Father God, and not what black Ice or the messenger said, but what the word of God says. And allow that to penetrate their hearts and their minds to go and get in their Bibles, Father God, that they may study to show themselves approved. We thank you, Father God, for the blessing. We thank you for allowing us to be the vessels that you call upon to get your word out, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen.
2: Amen, brothers and sisters, to that beautiful, beautiful prayer. And thank you so much for that, Brother Messenger. Um, I will be bringing the Brother Messenger with me to the Israel of God to visit, brothers and sisters. But I want to let you know something before we start this show. There are only two things that Jesus came to do when he came to this earth. He came to preach the gospel. Now, many people say, well, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? I hear the term gospel used all the time, but what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, let's go and find out what the gospel is, brothers and sisters. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the preaching of the coming of the kingdom of God. I'm going to say that again. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the preaching of the coming of the kingdom of God. Of God. Now, there were two things that Jesus did when he came as far as the ministry aspect of his journey. We know he came into the world as a sacrifice for atonement, for man's sins, but he came to preach something and he came to teach something. Again, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the preaching of the coming of the kingdom of God. We got that. Now, what did he teach? He preached that. But what did he teach? He taught us what we needed to do to access that kingdom once it comes. Again, he taught us to access that kingdom once it comes, brothers and sisters. So, again, he taught about the coming of the kingdom of God, and he, I'm sorry, he preached about the coming of the kingdom of God, and he talked about what we needed to do to access it when it came, the type of life we needed to live while we were here on this earth, brothers and sisters. So I wanted that to be the basis of our subject matter tonight, life, death, and the resurrection. And again, this is part two. This is part two of our lesson. So let me go ahead and bring on our YouTube listeners in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, YouTube listeners. This is part For you, YouTube, this is going to be parts three and four to life, death, and the resurrection. Now, last week, we spoke about when man sinned, something had to die. So, in Genesis 321, we showed that God made clothes of skin to cover Adam and Eve's private parts. Well, after they sinned, where did he get the clothes of skin from? He shed the blood of an animal. Animals were used in the what's called the scriptures or the Old Testament to cover the sin of man, but we know later on the sacrifice of Jesus replaced animal sacrifice. You can read it for yourself uh, in Hebrews, the first chapter. Uh, we went from there, and we showed where Adam went when he died, brothers and sisters, in the ground. We showed where Job went and all the prophets went when they died. In the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, 1 through 40, it talked about Abraham. It talked about all the matriarchs. It said they died still having not yet received the reward or the promise of God because that is going to be received when Jesus comes. He's bringing his reward with him. We also covered John 14, 15 through 26. When Jesus said, I will send you another comforter, brothers and sisters, another comforter. Well, we know he has an angel. That angel is called the Holy Spirit. We actually know the name of the angel. That's another lesson for another time. We'll get into that then. But then we talked about John, the third chapter, one through eight. When, we, when will we enter into the kingdom of God? We we spoke about that, all right? First uh, Corinthians, we talked about flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So for those who say that they are born again but still alive, they're using that term incorrectly. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, changed your ways, then you have been renewed or transformed by the renewing of your mind. But you still have not yet been born again because the only time that we're born again is when we come up out of that grave in our spiritual bodies. Because remember, you can only see the kingdom of God and enter into the kingdom of God when you're born again. Well, if you're born again, you should be able to see the kingdom of God and enter into the kingdom of God. But we know we can't see it because it's not here. And it's a spiritual kingdom, it's invisible, and we know we can't enter into it because flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Then we talked about what our relationships would be in the kingdom of God. Notice I'm not saying in heaven. I'm saying in the kingdom of God. What would our relationships be? We found out that in Matthew, the 22nd chapter, that there would be no husbands and wives in the kingdom of God in the resurrection. There would be no relationships like the relationships that we have now because these flesh and blood relationships are geared towards procreation, okay? So Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter, we talked about the term absent from the body. When are you absent from the body? When you come up out of the grave. It's the only time that you're absent from the body. And the only time that you can be present with the Lord is when you're a spirit being, brothers and sisters, and you can't be a spirit being until he comes back. We talked about that in the book of First uh, Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. When will the resurrection be? It says in First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, that the dead in Christ shall be raised first as he descends, brother and sisters. If he has not descended, guess what? The dead in Christ has not been raised. Then we talked about what must happen before Jesus comes back? Satan has to be put away in a bottomless pit for a thousand years. See how I'm speedballing over the first part of this lesson? Or in the case of YouTube listeners, parts one and two of last week's lessons. So this is where we're going to pick up at. And Brother Messenger, I hope that I did a good job in giving them a brief synopsis of what took place last week. But I'm so excited about what we're about to cover this week, my brother. Are you ready?
3: I, I'm ready, my brother, and I think you did an excellent job, and you gave them some some meat to begin with, but now let's get into this thing. Absolutely, and please go back on this same
2: page, like this page, go back on the same page and watch part one if you want to know it in detail and you want to get all those scriptures. So we're going to start today's lesson, Life, Death, and the Resurrection, part two. We're going to start this in John the 13th chapter. I'm sorry, yeah, John, the 13th yes. chapter. And we're going to pick this up at verse 33. Verse 33. Now, again, we're still dealing with this heaven situation. Uh, Brother Messenger, he went to a funeral, uh, I think, uh, uh, last week or a week or, or, and a half ago. And he listened to the pastor preach at the funeral. And after hearing this lesson and knowing what he knows already, it convicted him in his spirit to say, "Well, what he's teaching is an error, and that's the same way you're going to be once you take these notes and read what we're reading out of this book." Because again, we're only sharing with you what we can read. John 13 chapter. We're going to start at verse 36. Message: John 13, and we're going to start at verse 33. I'm sorry,
3: 33. Yeah. <clears throat> And the word of the Lord reads, little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. Wait a
2: minute. Stop right there. Where was he going? He was going to heaven to sit on the right hand of the Father, and he's speaking to those Jews who believed on him, and he told them the same thing that he told the Jews that didn't believe on him. He's saying to both groups, where I am going, you cannot come. You can't come with me. Go ahead and continue, my brother.
3: So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you... Love one another as I have loved you, that you will also love one another.
2: Now, let's stop right there. Now, many Bible Christians, well, I ain't going to say Bible Christians. Many Christians and philosophers say we don't have to deal with the laws in the Old Testament no more because, see, Jesus gave us a new commandment. He said, I want you to love one another as I have loved you. Well, let me ask you a question. We have a constitution in the United States, and we have laws in every state that govern us. And we have traffic laws, okay? Now, when the city, wherever you live at, the city passes new legislation with your city council, say we're going to give you a new law, or we're going to give you another law. The question that I have to ask you, brothers and sisters, is, Do the new law take away the laws that are in existing? No, it's just a law that's added to the existing laws that are already there, that are already on the book. So he never came and took away what he had already given man. He gave you something in addition to what he had already given man. Continue, my brother, at 35.
3: By this, all would know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another.
2: So, brothers and sisters, I see a lot of spiritual gangbanging on Facebook. We condemn certain groups. We condemn certain people. We do these. We call them all by name. Brothers and sisters, that's not the behavior of a Christian. Now, what we do, brothers and sisters, is we just put the clean glass next to a dirty glass, and then we let the people choose which one they're going to follow. Just prove your ministry. There's no reason for us to have to bash other people, brothers and sisters, because, again, once you show them that you are anointed by God and God has truly sent you, then there would be no need for you to try to gain an advantage by talking about other people who are not sent from God. It's just clear and cut just like that. Verse 36. Verse 36.
3: 36. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Where are you going, Jesus?
2: We want to know where you're going. Go ahead, my brother.
3: Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterwards.
2: So, brothers and sisters, where I'm going, you can't go. He said that twice. Where did Jesus go, brothers and sisters? He went to heaven to sit on the right hand of the Father. He's in the kingdom of God. But what does he mean that you shall follow me afterwards, brothers and sisters? The kingdom of God is promised to us. Heaven is not promised to us, brothers and sisters. Well, black eyes, how are we going to get into the kingdom of God if we don't go to heaven? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I'm going to make it so easy for you that you ain't got to do nothing. I'm going to bring my kingdom down to you. But we're going to go ahead and, and, and confirm that, brothers and sisters, and please share this video in your networks right now. We started off at John 13, verses 33 through 36. Now we're going to go ahead and pick this thing up at John 14. John 14, verses 1 through 3. Now, when Jesus went away, because he just said in John 13, 33 through Uh, 36, where I go, you cannot come. What are you going to do when you go where you go with Jesus? Give us some more information than the information that you gave us right there at John the 13th chapter. We're going to go to John the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Go ahead, my brother.
3: Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also.
2: So wait a minute. See, this is where it gets tricky, brothers and sisters, where people are not confirming the word. with the word? Well, Black Eyes, you just read messenger just read that Jesus told us, he promised us, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. We know the Father's house is in heaven. Jesus went up there to be in the Father's house. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father, and he said that I'm preparing a place for you in my Father's house. He said, you can't come where I'm going, but... Where I am, there you may also be. Why does it seem that Jesus is talking in all these tricky words? But see, you're dealing with wordsmiths. Brother Messenger and I are both words. We're poets. So we're not taught just to look at the word, we're taught to look within the sentences and the verses that we're reading to give you an explanation of it based on confirmation of the Scripture. What does the Scripture say, Brother messenger? where two or more are gathered in my name?
3: There I am in the midst.
2: There I am in the midst, brothers and sisters. So we got a witness in John, but we're not going to just stop at John, but I do want you to underline that he went to prepare a place. I want you to underline the word prepare a place. We know Jesus was the uh, preparer for us, okay? And then we still got to find out how we're going to be what Jesus is if we can't go where he's going. We still got to find that out. We're talking about life, death, and the resurrection. Where are all of our loved ones going that have died and been buried in a grave and passed away? Now, let's look at an example. Let's go to Luke the 16th chapter. Now, many of us have heard the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Okay? Now, Although it's a parable, people have took this thing literally and say, see, uh, Lazarus is already in heaven. The rich man is already, they say hell, but it's really the lake of fire. The rich man is already there. Lazarus is already there. This is a parable, brothers and sisters, talking about something that's yet future, yet it gives you a description of how the kingdom of God and the lake of fire are going to be in God's kingdom. So this is another awakening of what it's going to be like. Well, let's show it to you. Luke, the 16th chapter, and we're going to start this thing off at verse 19. Luke 16 and 19. Go ahead, my brother.
3: There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abram's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off.
2: Let's stop right there, brothers and sisters. We know that this has not happened yet because, remember, the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall be raised first at his coming. Jesus has not come yet, so although Jesus is talking a a parable to those Jews that believed on him, it is still yet a future event. But he gives you an insight of what things are going to be like with us and our loved ones. Also, with those who believe versus those who did not believe. So, again, he lifted up. He was in hell. He lifted up his eyes. Being in torment, this is actually the lake of fire, brothers and sisters. He saw Abraham a long distance away, and he saw Lazarus chilling with Abraham. And look at what he said to Abraham, Luke 16 and 24. Then he cried
3: and said, Father Abraham. <clears throat> have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip and tip his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame.
2: See, brothers and sisters, to give you a clue as to how the lake of fire is going to be, but again, the lake of fire does not come into after judgment, and judgment doesn't come into after the thousand reign of Christ, and what happens after <clears throat> the thousand-year reign of Christ, Is that great war between Satan and his followers, Gog and Magog, and Jesus and his saints. And finally, that last enemy called death is defeated after Satan is thrown into the lake of fire with the false prophet. All this is in Revelation, the 20th chapter. It ain't happened yet. But Jesus is giving you a vantage point of view into the future. So he wants Lazarus to dip his finger in some water. And put it on his tongue to cool his tongue because he is in the lake of fire. It's yet future, brothers and sisters. Go ahead and continue, my brother.
3: But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. Mm. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. Stop right there. In the
2: hereafter, brothers and sisters, when the kingdom of God comes down and and is established on earth, those, brothers and sisters, persons that will be in the lake of fire, they will be able to see us. And we'll be able to see them, brothers and sisters, as a reminder. But God knows our heart, brothers and sisters, or our spirit or our consciousness or our mind, that if it was up to us, we would try to go and grab one of our family members out of the lake of fire. But he said there's going to be a big, great gulf fixed in between you and the people who are in the lake of fire, brothers and sisters, praying to God that we make it into his kingdom. And you won't be able, well, let's, let's finish that, brothers, uh, and, and we'll find out what we won't be able to do
3: so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. So in other words, they can't,
2: although they can see you, they're not going to be able to reach you, brothers and sisters. Although you can see them, you won't be able to reach them, brothers and sisters. This is in God's new world, his new kingdom. That lake of fire is a part of his kingdom, brothers and sisters. And just like you can live eternally with God, you will also be able to live eternally disconnected from God if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. Um, I think, let's see, do we have more in that particular? Yes, we got a couple of more. Uh, yeah, we go to verse 31. Go ahead and continue, my brother.
3: Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them.
2: So, brothers and sisters, God is saying, you ain't got no excuse. Don't wait until it's too late and say, well, hey, I'm dead already. Can you go back to my family? And, and and talk to them so they won't be where I'm at. He's saying they got the Bible already. They got the writings of Moses. and They got the writings of the prophets. And if they, if they got that while they're alive, brothers and sisters, that's all that they need. I can't do more than that because I inspired him to write that. Continue, my brother.
3: And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, They will repent. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead.
2: If you're not persuaded by this book, brothers and sisters, by what's written in this book, between the books of Genesis and Malachi, remember, the Old Testament are the scriptures. The New Testament are not scriptures, brothers and sisters. The book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are testimonies of the life and times of Jesus. And all Paul's writings, from the book of Romans to the book of Acts to the book of Ephesians, Thessalonians, those are letters that Paul wrote to the church. So you got testimonies and you got letters, and the book of Revelation is prophecy. But those, those testimonies and those letters, brothers and sisters, do not equate to the scripture, the books of Genesis, to Malachi. They only testify and confirm what's written in the books of Genesis through Malachi, brothers and sisters. You need both halves of the book, the Old and the New Testament. We're going to go ahead and keep this thing moving on. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, the ninth chapter, verses 27 and 28. Now, last week we showed you that there was a first and a second resurrection. Everybody won't be made alive when Jesus comes back. I know you said my grandmama was a good grandmother. She went to church on Sundays, and she went to Bible class, and she did this and she did that. She was a good person. But the question is, did she keep all the statues, the laws, and the commandments of God? Did she keep them? So the first resurrection is reserved for those who died in Christ. Being a good person don't mean that you died in Christ. It just meant that you were a good person. Dying in Christ is keeping his statutes, his laws, and his commandments. But God got something else for people who did not keep the statutes, laws, and commandments, didn't honor the Sabbath day, didn't participate in, and, and and those pagan holidays like Christmas and Easter, we didn't even know any better. Our parents and our grandparents didn't even know any better not to do those things. But God said, even for those people who were good people and didn't know enough to keep my law, I'm going to have another resurrection for those people, and I'm going to judge them based on their based on their works. And if they're good, I wear they're bad, I still got them. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Verses 27 and 28. Hebrews, the ninth chapter, verses 27 and 28. Let's read about this first and his second resurrection. Go ahead, my brother.
3: And, that is a, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So stop right so, there.
2: We're talking about the second resurrection because, remember, there is no judgment. It's the first resurrection. And we'll read that to you also as well in the book of Revelation, the 20th chapter. We're going to go there. But whenever judgment is mentioned, it's not the first resurrection that contains judgment. It's the second resurrection. But go ahead and continue, my brother. 28.
3: So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart. From sin for salvation.
2: So again, Jesus, all this is connected to when he comes back, when he appears. So again, we go to these funerals, and they say, Well, my loved ones are up in heaven looking down on me, smiling. And a lot of things are said to try to comfort the family, but they are not said in biblical truth. And what we're teaching tonight is biblical truth according to scripture, brothers and sisters. Now, that was Hebrews, the ninth chapter, verses 27 and 28. Now, let's go and read the actual time that it takes place in the book of Revelation, the first and the second resurrection. Hebrews mentioned it, but let's go and take a look at it and see for ourselves what actually happens in the first and the second resurrection, the second being a judgment. Revelations 20, and we're going to uh, start this off at verse 4. Revelations 20 And verse 4.
3: And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or, or, or their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection.
2: Now, Brother uh, Messenger, I'm going to ask that you read that one more time, my brother. Read that one more time for me. We we are at Revelation. Again, Revelation. Revelation is the twentieth chapter, the fourth verse. We're gonna read that one more time, brothers and sisters, because we're showing you that those who came up in the first resurrection, as Jesus came back, they rose from the grave, they connected with him, they got caught up in the air, they connected with him, and came back down to this earth with him on Mount Zion to begin his thousand-year reign, and they were judges. See those who are in the first resurrection. Are going to be judges, which means that they have to be knowledgeable in order to be a judge. A judge don't just get behind a judge seat without being knowledgeable of the law. Unfortunately, our parents and our grandparents were not knowledgeable of the law. So many of them and most of them didn't qualify for this particular resurrection. Most of us don't qualify for this resurrection, but we can If we take it upon ourselves to get into this word and learn the law, then we can qualify to become judges, brothers and sisters, over those who are here on earth when Jesus comes back or over those in the second resurrection. We're going to read that one more time. Revelation is the 20th chapter, verse 4.
3: And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years.
2: They lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. What happened to the rest of the dead, Brother Messenger?
3: But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. Why? This is the first resurrection.
2: So everybody won't be resurrected at the same time, brothers and sisters. This is what we're showing you. Now, we all thought that just going to church, we were in Christ because we were going to church. Or we were accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we were in Christ. Brothers and sisters, being in Christ is following the statutes and commandments and the laws. So that's two different things, brothers and sisters. Having a renewing of your mind is a good start. But living in the law is something totally different. And we're going to do a show called Law versus Grace because some people say, we ain't under the law no more, we under grace. Well, that means that I can sleep with your wife. And I won't be breaking no law. That means that I can break in your house and steal everything that I need to steal because it ain't no law. The definition of sin, according to this Bible, is the transgression of the law. Well, does sin still exist? Well, yeah, black I sin. Yeah, we all sinners. Sin still exists. Well, if sin still exists, then there must be a law that's still in existence that we are breaking in order to be in sin. Don't let these people lie to you, brothers and sisters, in these institutions of religion. Read the word for yourself. Read it for yourself, brothers and sisters. Last verse, verse 6, my brother.
3: Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. I got to stop you right there.
2: The reason why you're blessed and you're holy if you're in the first resurrection is because there is no judgment here. Notice that it does not mention anything about judgment in this resurrection, the first resurrection, but we're going to read the second resurrection and see if the word judgment comes up there. Continue, my brother.
3: Over such the second death has no
0: power.
2: i got to stop you one more time right there. What is the second death? The second death is the lake of fire. So the lake of fire does not have any power over you because you have averted that by being in the first resurrection where there is no judgment. Continue.
3: But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years.
2: Yes, brothers and sisters. So you can read the rest of that on your own because it says that Satan is going to be let loose from his prison again, and he's going to go get Gog and Magog, Russia and those countries over there in the east, and he's going to make war with Jesus and his saints. God is going to eventually rain down fire, destroy him, send him into the lake of fire with the Antichrist, the false prophet. Now we're getting into the second resurrection. Revelations, the 20th chapter, we're going to start at verse 11. Now let's see if we find a judgment in the second resurrection. We're talking about life, death, and resurrection on the Bible Show Truth Hour. Revelations 20 and 11.
3: Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God.
2: So whenever you stand before someone, you go to a courtroom, you stand before the judge. And it doesn't matter whether you were rich or poor, whether you made a million dollars a year, or whether you made no money at all. I saw the dead, small and great, Stand before God. What's happening here, brothers and sisters? They are about to be judged. Continue, my brother. And books were opened. The 66 books of the Bible. He can only judge you based off of that which you have access to. So the books, the 66 books of the Bible were opened. Continue.
3: And another book was opened, which is the book of life.
2: Now, the Book of Life, brothers and sisters, uh, is that book. We all have angels right now recording everything that we do on this earth in secret and in open. And those activities that you are doing while you're alive here on this earth, this auditioning period that we're going through being on this earth, everything is being recorded. And it's being put in this book called The Book of Life. Well, actually, it's not really even being put in the book of life, but it's being recorded to see if your name qualifies to be in the book of life. Continue, brother, messenger.
3: And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Now, see the, sea,
2: the, the sea dead gave
3: up the dead who okay, were hold, in on it. One,
2: hold on one moment. The dead were judged out of those things which were written. In the books, the 66 books of the Bible, they were judged, did it say, according to their heart and how they feel? God show knows my heart. God show knows how I feel. Does it say you're going to be judged by how you feel and what your heart is, messages?
3: Absolutely not, by your works.
2: You're going to be judged by the works that you're doing, brothers and sisters. Now, this is biblical. This is biblical. It doesn't matter what your heart says, brothers and sisters, if it doesn't translate into actions, faith without works is dead. Revelations 20 and 13.
3: The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works.
2: So, brothers and sisters, hell is is going to let go people from the grave. The sea is going to let go people who drowned in it or who was eaten by sharks or whatever, was eaten in it. Everybody's going to be resurrected. And once you're resurrected, you're going to be judged, every man, which includes woman, according to your works, brothers and sisters. And what about death and hell, brother? At Revelation 20 and 14, when people say you're going to hell, that don't really mean nothing, brothers and sisters. Because hell goes somewhere too. It says death and hell, go ahead, Revelations 20 and 14.
3: Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death.
2: Now we know what the second death is. You remember earlier in this chapter, it says, Blessed and holy is he who takes part in the first resurrection on such the second death has no power. The lake of fire has no power over you. If you're in the first resurrection, you ain't even got to go through none of this stuff right here. Let's go ahead and continue, my brother. Verse 15, if your name is not written in Jesus' book of life, go ahead.
3: And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire.
2: So what are we reasonably to assume reading this right here about the rich man? in the story of Lazarus, that his name was not written in the book of life. Therefore, he found himself in the lake of fire. Fire is hot, which is the reason why he wanted Lazarus to dip his finger in water and put it on his tongue to cool his tongue. Let's go ahead to Matthew, the 10th chapter. Don't worry about who can kill the body, brothers and sisters. Matthew ten twenty-eight, one verse. Don't worry about who can kill the body. Because again, God has said, I don't care if you get shot in Chicago. I don't care if you found yourself in the in, in, in the terms of our, our our baby Kanika Jenkins, that the 19-year-old that was found frozen to death in the freezer at the Crown Plaza here in Rosemont, right outside of Chicago. Even if you die that way or if you died like my 15-year-old son from cancer, or if you died like the brother messenger's son who was a newborn, or from the violence, or from Hurricane Harvey or Irma, no matter how you died, brothers and sisters, God is going to resurrect you again. So don't be so worried about who can take away the flesh and blood, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Matthew, the 10th chapter, verse 28. Go ahead, my brother.
3: And do not fear those who kill the body. But cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell.
2: So, brothers and sisters, we're talking about the second death. we read it again. Who can destroy the body? Both soul and body. And really, that should say spirit because soul means body. Soul is another word for body. So, that's an error right there. It should say spirit brothers and sisters, because remember, God breathed into the nostrils of man his spirit, and man became a living soul. Well, before he was a living soul, and God put his spirit in him, he was a dead soul. So the word soul means body. So it should have said right here that don't be worried about those who can kill the soul, but rather fear which is able to destroy both spirit and soul in hell, brothers and sisters. So again, We put so much stake in this life. What kind of car we got, what kind of clothes we have, what kind of home we live in when this is temporary. We only on earth for 70, 80, 90 years, that's it. A day to the Lord is as equal to a 1,000 years, so you ain't even on this earth for one day, brothers and sisters. So be worried about God every moment of the day, brothers and sisters, that we're here to make sure we're doing something to please him. Now. Here's something interesting, because some of you always say, well, black eyes, the Bible says that e- Elijah was taken up into heaven. Elijah, we read about he was taken up in the world, up to heaven. Well, let's read about Elijah, brothers and sisters, because, again, we said right here, Jesus said, where I go, you cannot come. And we also read in Hebrews um, last week that all these people, from Abraham on down, served God found favor in the eyes of God, but did not receive the reward. Well, how is it possible that Elijah went to heaven? Well, let's give you some understanding on that, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and read it. 2 Kings 1, and we're going to read two verses, 11 and 12. 2 Kings 1, verses 11 and 12. Let's read about Elijah to see if he really went to heaven where Jesus and the, and the Father is. Go ahead, my brother.
3: We're on Second Kings 2, verse 11 through 12. Right. Two. You said one.
1: Okay, I'm sorry, my brother.
3: Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated <coughs> the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. So, brothers and sisters, here's Elisha and Elijah.
2: Elijah is the prophet. Elisha is the student and the helper of the prophet. Here they are, they're walking. Elijah's work right here is done. God sends a whirlwind, and it says he went up by whirlwind into heaven. I want you to be clear on where heaven is, brothers and sisters. Man, I'm trying to see if I should take this detour real quick. But anyway, the assistant. Saw that Elijah was taken up and he took his hands and he ripped his clothes into half in mourning, brothers and sisters, like we act at the funerals. We so upset that our loved ones has gone away that we can't hold ourselves together. But I want you to keep in mind what it says Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Man, I really want to go here, messenger. Uh well let's show you. Now let me ask you let me, let me ask you a question, brother messenger. What comes after the book of Kings? Because there's the first Kings and the second Kings.
1: Chronicles. So let's go to a whole nother book, brothers and sisters. Now, we're
2: talking about Elijah going up by whirlwind into heaven in the book, book of Kings. We're in a whole nother period of time. That comes after Kings in the book of Chronicles. Let me show you something, brothers and sisters. Second Chronicles 21. 2 Chronicles 21. And we're going to start at verse 10. 2 Chronicles 21. And we're going to start at verse 10. Now, remember, we're in a whole other book. What happened to Elijah happened in the past. It says he was taken up into heaven by a whirlwind. But let's see if he was really in the heaven where the Father and the Son is at, which is called the third heaven. Second Chronicles 21,
3: and we're going to go ahead, verse
2: uh, 11.
3: Thus Edom has been in revolt against Judah's authority to this day. At that time, Livna revolted against his rule because he had forsaken the Lord God of his fathers.
2: So here it is, brothers and sisters, Jerusalem, the king of Jerusalem, had turned against the Lord of his father. And the Lord is about to punish him right now. So let's see what the Lord is saying. 2 Chronicles 21 and 11.
3: Moreover, he made high places in the mountains of Judah and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit harlotry and led Judah astray.
2: Now, I want you to check this out. Elijah, according to the second, the, the book of Second Kings, the eleventh verse. I'm sorry, Second Kings, the second chapter, is taken up into heaven. Let's read verse twelve and see if a familiar person pops up here. Go ahead, my brother.
3: And a letter came to him from Elijah the prophet. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. A letter came him,
2: came to him from Elijah the prophet the same one that in the last book was taken up into heaven by whirlwind, how can he still write a letter if he's no longer here on this earth, brothers and sisters? Read that again, Brother Messengers.
3: And a letter came to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus said the Lord God of your father David, Because you have not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat your father, or in the ways of Asa, king of Judah. Then we will skip down. I
2: well, you know what? That's that's good enough for this right here. Let's take a detour real quick. I got to go here real quick, uh, messenger. Let's go okay. to Genesis, the first chapter. I want to show you what the Bible calls heaven, brothers and sisters. What the Bible calls heaven. Now we know that one of the heavens. Okay. Are where the Father and the Son resides, okay? But let me show you the other two heavens. So let's go here to, hmm. let's go to verse,
3: Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 6. Yes, sir. I was already there, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the water." And let it divide the waters from the waters.
2: So the only thing that's on earth that's in the waters is earth or is land. And let's see, let's, let's find out more about that firmament. Go ahead, Genesis 1 and 7.
3: Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the waters from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And Continue. God called the firmament heaven. So the earth, brothers and sisters, the earth is called heaven,
2: according to the book of Genesis 1. The earth is called heaven. That's the first heaven. Well, let's read about the second heaven, my brother. Now, let's go ahead and go to verse 14, Genesis 1 and
3: 14. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for sign and seasons, and for days and years. So
2: the only thing that you can see in the sky are the sun, moon, and stars. That's another firmament. The earth is one firmament, and anything that's above the earth, that's in the sky, is another firmament. Verse 15.
3: And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens, to give light on the earth.
2: Verse
3: and seven, it was same. so. Verse God seven, set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth.
2: So God put the sun, moon, and stars in the sky, in the firmament of heaven, to be lights upon the earth. There, brothers and sisters, you just read about the first heaven and the second heaven. And we know that the third heaven is where the Father and the Son reside. So what did God do with Elijah? He sent the whirlwind to take him up into the sky, and he took him from that place of the earth and put him in a separate place in the earth, that's how he was able to write a letter after he was removed. After Elisha saw him taken up in a whirlwind, that's how he was able to still write a letter because he was still here. He was just in another place. That's what you call learning something on the way to learning something. Let's go to, uh for the sake of time, brother. We already read John 3:16, and how that was the most misunderstood scripture in the Bible. For God so loved the world, but we showed you in last week's lesson that it didn't say, for God loved this world, it said, for God loved the world. And the world is the one that Jesus spoke about in the Lord's Prayer, brothers and sisters. When he, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But let's go to Revelation 21, 1 through 3. Let's find out about the world that God loves so much. And where will it be coming? Remember, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Where I go, you cannot come. But where I'm going, you're also going to be. Now we're about to explain that to you, how it's going to happen. Revelation 21. Revelation 21. Let's go ahead and start off at verse 2.
3: Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. There you got that word prepared again. Who prepared
2: it? Jesus told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So this holy city, New Jerusalem, John saw it coming down from God out of heaven, which would confirm what Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer. And we'll read the Lord's Prayer in a moment. Verse 3, let's find out where God himself is going to be. Now, we already know where the kingdom is coming. It's coming here. Let's find out what God himself is going to be. Go ahead, my brother. Revelation 21 and 3.
3: And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men.
2: The house of God is down here on this earth where men live. Continue, my brother.
3: And he will dwell with them. And God is coming to live with these men, you and
2: I, who are down here on this earth, continue.
3: And they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God ain't sending no representatives no more. He ain't sending his son
2: no more. He ain't sending his angels no more. It says God himself will be with us on this earth. Well, why is it that these preachers, brothers and sisters, over all of these years have told us, then we're going on to be with the Lord, even made gospel songs. I'm going up a yonder to be with my Lord. But nobody has ever made a song talking about God is coming to live with me, and he's bringing his house with him. We're going to skip verse 10 for the sake of time, messenger. Let's go ahead to the next scripture. Let's go to the Lord's Prayer. And, Find out and make sense now out of what Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer. Matthew the 6th chapter, verses 9 and 10. Matthew the 6th chapter, verses 9 and 10. You're on the Bible Show Truth Hour, brothers and sisters, here on P.O.E.T. Radio. Matthew the 6th chapter, verses 9 and 10. Matthew 6, <clears throat> verses Nine and ten. Uh, Let me know when you get it, messenger.
3: I'm there, brother.
2: Okay, go ahead, my brother.
3: In this manner, therefore, pray Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
2: What is his will, brothers and sisters? His will is to establish the same kingdom that he has up in there in heaven, on this earth, brothers and sisters, and for all of his children, just like the angels in heaven, will live under his statutes, his laws, and commandments, and to live like the angels who live forever, we will also become God and live forever. Not the God, but a God, because we're going to be joint heirs with Christ, our big brother, brothers and sisters. And if you're worried about God, Jesus said you are all gods, children of the Most High God. Let's go ahead and read Isaiah 57 and 1. Now, I want to read this to you because we talked about Kanika Jenkins, the 19-year-old that was found dead in the hotel freezer. It really ripped our city apart. We talked about the messengers' baby, Newborn. We talked about my 15 year old son. So many people are dying at a young age, brothers and sisters. And one of the questions is why? And this is one of the answers Isaiah 57 and 1. Isaiah 57 and 1. Go ahead, my brother.
3: The righteous perish, and no man takes it to heart. Merciful men are taken away while no one considers that the righteous is taken away from evil.
2: So the King James Version says, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil that is to come. There's going to be the great tribulation period has not even happened yet, brothers and sisters. And when the great tribulation period comes, it says that... uh, So many people on the earth, I forget the exact number, so I don't want to quote it, are going to be killed. So many things, and things are getting worse and worse and worse, brothers and sisters. Our children have become sacrifices. They have become signs for us to look at that if you took my son away at 15, if you took the messenger's baby away as a newborn, if Kanika Jenkins went away at 19 years old, at any moment, it could be our time. The Lord is saying, with what little time we have left, it's upon us to get it right so that our names may be written in the book of life. God makes sacrifices out of some of our babies. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastics and, and look at this thing called death. Because Death is an evil thing, brothers and sisters. Let's look at it real quick. The book of Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 3. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 3. We're almost done, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 3. Go ahead, my brother.
3: This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that one thing happens to all. Truly the hearts of the sons of men are full of evil. Madness in their hearts While they live And after that they go to the dead
2: Wow There is one thing That Because of our father Adam We will all experience Whether you good Or whether you bad Brothers and sisters And that is death The sun shines On everybody both good and bad There is one evil that everybody must experience, and that, brothers and sisters, is death. So the question is, who created evil? Who created it, brothers and sisters? Who created evil? Let's go to Isaiah the 45th chapter, verse 7. Isaiah 45 and verse 7. Isaiah 45 and 7. Let's find out who created evil, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 45 and 7.
3: I form the light I'm
2: sorry I'm sorry my brother let's let's do this. Let's start at verse five, and then go to verse seven.
3: okay, I am the Lord, and there is no other. there is no God besides me. I will gird you though you have not known me, that they may now that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I am the Lord. I
1: am and the And there Lord. is no other. Mm-hmm.
3: I form the light. I form the and light. And create darkness. I create darkness. I make peace. I make and create peace calamity. And
2: create evil. And create evil, brothers and sisters. I, the Lord, do all these things. So when we want to give Satan the credit, Satan is a punk, brothers and sisters. He can't do nothing without God's permission. Matter of fact, he has to work for God. When God says, I want you to go destroy this city or this town or this, this or this, that, he will use evil angels to carry out the mission, brothers and sisters. He will allow Satan to tempt you and to take you through the depths of your hell. For you to glorify him. He did it with Job. When you got to ask somebody for permission, brothers and sisters, that's your boss. Satan ain't got no power, he ain't got no weight, but the power and the weight that you give him. Let's go ahead and let's go to the last verse. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, this is the last verse. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verses 53 through 55. First Corinthians 15, 53 through 55. Go ahead, my brother.
3: For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory?
2: So, brothers and sisters, the last enemy that Jesus must defeat is death. Once death is thrown into the lake of fire and hell, because we read that in Revelation 20th chapter, then everyone will have everlasting life, brothers and sisters. Everyone will be spirit beings. Spirit don't die not in the form of flesh and blood. And that's why the lake of fire had to be created. It had to be created for Satan and his fallen angels that, that fell with him because they're not flesh and blood. So they're going to be around, brothers and sisters, forever. So God had to create a place for them that they can dwell in forever that was apart or separated from God and God's people. But some of us have found our way in there. With Satan and his fallen angels, we are talking about life, death, and the resurrection, brothers and sisters. All of us are living this life. We had a birth date. Sooner or later, we all will have a death date. The birth date and the death date is not as important as what you do with that dash that's in between. Because it is with that dash that's in between that you will be judged, every man, according to Revelations, the 20th chapter, according to his word. I want to thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. Our reader for tonight is my brother, the messenger. Please call in with that number right on top of this video, because we want to hear what you thought about tonight's show. Uh, my brother, you want to close us out, and then we'll go straight to the phone line.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Once again, bow heads and humble hearts, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the word that has went forth. We thank you, Father God, that those ears that are that those people that have an ear to hear that they heard the truth, that they heard you and not us. Allow your word to continue to penetrate and and their minds to be meditated on your word day and night, that it may may cause them to get deep in your word and understand that you send people, but the scripture says study thyself study to show thyself approved father god so we ask that you allow people to study their word for themselves that they may be approved and that their names may be written in the book of life father in the mighty name of jesus we thank you once again we thank you we thank you in jesus name amen
2: amen amen good night youtube let's go ahead and go to the phone lines brother messenger and see what our callers thought about tonight's show Let's go ahead and go to Chicago. Um, Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show.
1: Black Ice? Yes, sir. What's up, my brother? Excellent job. Excellent job. Great reading, brother. Messenger, great reading. Uh, You covered everything thoroughly. Uh, I'm proud of you, brother. Brother Julius is in the building. (laughs) Peace, everybody. How's everybody doing? Everybody is good, man. How you doing, brother Julius? Man, I'm blessed, brother. I'm blessed, and the show was a blessing. I pray that everybody uh, that heard this message take heed to it. Go home and reread your Bibles. If you're la- ladies, cover your head and ask the Lord to open up your understanding, gentlemen. Ask the Lord to open up your to receive this lesson, share this lesson. Post this lesson, and thank God for this lesson. Excellent job, fellas. Excellent. Thank you so
2: much, Brother Julius. And Brother Julius also is live on air on Thursday nights with his Bible show, The Bomb of Gilead, and we definitely support that also as well. Give people
1: the information for The Bomb of Gilead, my brother. You can reach us at The Bomb of Gilead every Thursday, 730 to 830 Central uh, Standard Time on YouTube. You call the same number too, that you do for the truth hour, 724-444-7444, pin number 143980. Again, pin number 143980 and pound. Uh, 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 code is one pound. So, therefore, uh, you can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscopes, and at Facebook at Barma Radio. Barma Radio code 143980 PIN number 1 pound. And we'll be be broadcasting from the uh, Israel of God this coming Thursday. But uh, we'll be, uh, we won't be, it won't be no show Thursday night, but we're going to do a special broadcast at 11 o'clock a.m. A.m., 11 o'clock a.m. We're going to do a special broadcast for the Feast of Trumpets and Black Eyes, I hope you and Brother Messenger can make it. Address is five twenty west one hundred and thirty eighth Street, that's Riverdale, Illinois. And what day is that, Brother
2: Julius?
1: That's this coming Thursday, the Feast of Trumpets, one of the Lord's high days. The Feast of Trumpets because seven trumpets got to sound before the Lord returns to this earth. So those trumpets represent the return of the Lord. And, and, and each event that happens before the return of the Lord at the seventh trumpet or at the last trumpet. So again, this coming Thursday, Riverdale, Illinois, uh, twelve o'clock, twelve o'clock uh, p.m. at the Israel of God Bible Study Class. That's Riverdale, Illinois, five twenty West One Hundred and Thirty Eighth Street, Riverdale, Illinois. We hope to see everybody there, Ice. And again, okay. great show, fellas.
2: Okay, good, good, good. I would be there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to the messenger for the last word. Go ahead, my brother, and then we'll close out. And then I'll uh, make my statement, and we'll close out.
3: Well, I just want to say, Ice, that uh, today's lesson was spot on. Uh, we covered a lot of information, and I just hope and pray that the people will receive the information that was put out. It wasn't a Black Ice. It wasn't a the messenger's message, but it was the word of God, and it was the word of God uncut no interpretation from us uh, of our own. It was just the, the word of God being spoken and in, in, in the revelation knowledge that was given. Um, and I just pray that everybody received it. And if you have doubts, let your own reading and your own understanding, your own relationship with God um, lead you to his word to get your own understanding. And I, I pray that when you do go read and get the understanding that you will understand that God has uh, allowed us to be his vessels to pr- to spread the truth, which is his word uncut. You have to right, rightfully divide the word of God, and that's what we did tonight, Ice.
2: Absolutely, my brother. And if you want to be added to our text message reminder list, then text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to seven two three. I'm sorry, three one two seven one nine seven three one zero three one two. Text your name and the keyword truth hour to 312-719-7310. And I'm putting that in the comments section now. Keywords truth hour to 312-719-7310. One zero. That way we'll, you'll get a reminder right before we go. I just sent it uh, in the invite. That way you'll get a reminder right before we go on air because we get busy. We we, we stay overtime at our job. We get, you know, behind and everything. So that way you will get a reminder also as well, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much. Again, share this video. Uh, we will have another Blockbuster uh, lesson next week. Peace and blessings everybody. On behalf of the messenger and myself, um, good night.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper?